How was it like that kind of garden in your house? Nice. Well, it's not my house. It's not my garden. It's uh, one of the most well-kept garden, something that we all desire to have. Everybody loves to go and have and visit this kind of beautiful, well-kept garden with the velvet grass. And I would love to have a garden like that in my front yard and backyard. And most importantly, I want to have that type of garden in my mind. How about in your mind? And I hope that at the end of this message, that all of you will commit in having or wanting to have in your mind a beautiful, beautiful garden free of weeds that destroys beautiful gardens. You see, every spring, just like most of you has homes, in the case you're wishing to buy a home one day, you have to go through this painful process just as well. Stay in your apartment or stay in town or whatever the case may be. You have to do these things. Every spring after gardening with my wife, Janice, and I, we you know, do the gardening, we, uh, we you pull the weeds out, we do the mulching, and Janice and I, we promise to make a commitment to keep our garden, our lawn, perfectly good for the rest of the season. But you know what that means? That means we have to come out regularly and pull the weeds out and do all the things that you're supposed to do. But you know, every time we make the commitment when a month or two goes by, it doesn't stay that way. It calls for so much work. That image of a beautiful garden, if you really, really just look at it and think about it, what it takes to keep up with that type of garden. To have that type of garden, I bet you have to be out there every day. Yeah, every day. Ask any gardener. You've got to be out there every day. If you see something, they're gardening, they walk around, oh, this little tiny, they pull it right out. That's what it takes. So you've got to keep that level. You've got to keep maintaining it on a regular basis. Sometimes, you know, you've got to go out there and uh, not only pull the weeds, you've got to water it, you've got to trim it, you've got to cut it, you've got to pull the weeds out. It's a lots of work. That equals lots of work. I'm sure every homeowner would say, yeah, it's lots of work. I give up kind of thing, right? That's using that illustration to look ourselves. We, all of us, were born with a beautiful mind, a pure mind, a beautiful garden of minds, just as God created. So now, let me ask you, right now, how does your garden of heart, your garden of mind, what do they look like? Like this? What do they look like? What kind, if any, weeds are growing in your garden of mind right now? 
Let's be honest to yourselves. Just be honest. Breathe to the foot uh, uh, to the cross. So through this message, through this worship, that you can effectively kill it or pull that particular weed out of your garden. It takes lots of time to guard our hearts, to guard our mind. It takes lots of time to keep that garden that you see in that beautiful image, to keep it that way. So we're continuing our series on growing in grace. There is grace and there is growing in grace. There are two different things. Grace is something God gave it to you as a free gift, a beautiful garden that God gave uh, to us. Growing grace is how much effort we put in to keeping it that way. That's growing in grace. And God expects us, after giving us free gift of grace, God expects us to do something with that grace because the weeds are going to grow no matter what. Here's a command about how God says to you need to do something with the grace, but grow in the grace, 2 Peter 3.18, and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So there it is. We have to grow in grace. So today we'll unfold as to how we can grow by pulling, pulling the weeds from our minds. That do not belong there. So, so far we've been talking about how we can grow in grace when we forgive. We talked about that. And I know so many people came up to me how blessing the message was to be able to forgive. Forgiveness is forgiving. I don't want to use the word noun, but forgiving. Forgive is the most difficult attribute of what Jesus told us to do. But you know what? When you forgive... Well, not so much when you forgive thing is the only weapon that is so mighty powerful as we as Christians. And when you fire it, no one's going to die. We talked about that, right? Anything else, people will die. But when you forgive, you shoot the fire of that, uh, that the weapon of forgiveness, no one is going to die. So we can grow by being honest. By fearing God, we can grow in grace. And by doing the things that God told us to do, we grow in grace. And also there are other things like don't do something. Like, and if you don't do the things that God told you not to do, you're also growing in grace. And we talked about how important it is to activate your life. Have a goal and a purpose in life with a verb that's active, not with a noun that's a passive. Even Jesus used his purpose in his life to save and to serve. That's was his true purpose. And also we can grow in grace by stepping up. Stepping up. Don't be lazy. Keep doing something. Maybe it's time to go out and pull the weeds out. Step up. So we are going to talk about weeds today. That's some of the examples of weeds in case you don't know what it looks like. All of them grows in my garden. I don't like them. It's painful. Some of them have thorns in it. It hurts. Some of them are so stubborn, you try to pull, you can't, you can't pull it out. The roots stay there. 
And you just say, okay, I know it's going to come out in the next two weeks. And surely they come up. You try to pull them up, it doesn't come out. Some are easy, but they somehow find a way to pop up again. So here's the situation in the case you don't understand about gardening. It's, it's at least for us, we don't do a regular basis. You do it in the spring, and we pull the weeds out, and they're a little tiny, thinking that it's going to remain that way. Within a one month, weeds start to come out again, and we go out there sweating and pull them out. Another month, we go out there, and it just continues and continuous cycle. They figure out somehow, somehow to make it out. So Janice and I got really tired of pulling the weeds. So we became a little smart. This is a, you know, a couple of years ago. So we, we uh, went to the uh, Home Depot and bought ourselves garden uh, cover with, so that we can cover the garden uh, with the uh, 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 fabric, uh, weed, uh, preventing or weed control fiber. And then we pulled the mulch over it. Well, we got first year, we got mulch this much. Second year, another layer of mulch this much. So our mulch over the uh, fabric uh, cover is about probably about this thick. Thinking that when you put the cover, the weed control, that we will never come out. Wrong. They somehow pop up. They actually learn how to adjust they don't go down to the soil, but they somehow root within the mulch, even though there's no soil in it. It's, it's crazy what they do for the survival. So we have to go out there, pull them out again, and say to ourselves, what good was this, all this weed control fiber? Well, one thing good about them is when you try to pull them out, they're a lot easier because it's not rooted into the soil in a mulch, which is loose. Well, having been so disappointed with the use of the weed control cover, but I was determined, determined to go and really kill them all. And so if you like it, to kill them all. So I used chemical weed killer. Sorry for the environmentalists. I went out, that's typically what I would do. I would actually carry this pump spray about that size and walk around the entire garden and spray it thinking that it would never come up again. Well, I kind of knew they might come up again. Well, I followed the instruction, and, and, and when I apply that weed killer in the spring, they come back out in the late summer. So I got smarter. So next year, I would actually increase the dosage double, making much stronger. Well, good thing is it never came up on that particular season the following year, they come back right out. They come out against all odds. No matter what you do, if you don't do anything on a daily basis, the weeds come out. You see, when it comes to our mind, think of our mind as garden. When it comes to our mind, it's the same way. Just because we receive grace, we don't stay like the one on your left. Just because we receive grace does not mean it's going to stay so beautiful. We get cluttered with lots of weeds, 
all kinds of weeds. Often in the beginning, we don't think it's a big deal. Sometimes we don't even know it's weed. We can't leave it alone. But later, when it gives birth or reveal, reveal their true self, they become ugly. And they take over our gardens of mind. And they kill the good grass, good plants along the way. Yes, in the beginning, we try to pull it out. How do we do that? Sometimes we are being asked by somebody, hey, you want to go to this place? And you say, it's not the place you really will be proud. And when you say, no, you're pulling the weed right from the beginning. And that's good. When you're tempted and to be able to say, no, that's good because you're pulling the weeds right away. Other times, we try to protect our mind with weed control fabric covers. We pretend as if nothing really happened. We put on a mask, even though there's weed growing in our mind. We put on a good show. But you know, everybody knows, you may not know it, but your other people around you will know that weed is growing in your face. We know it. You know it. The chemical weed killer is like medicine, drug, and sometimes it's just alcohols. They don't cure you, you know that? Medicine, drugs don't cure you. It's only good for short term. It's actually instant satisfaction or instant gratification to keep you going, yes. It's not a cure. I take medicine. For 26 years, reminding me each day the preciousness of, of the life and the things trying to help me keep straight. Every time I swallow that three times a day. But I know it, this is not cure. I need this medicine every four to six hours to get me going. It's not a cure. Nothing works. Why is it? Because weed is like a devil. They don't go away. No matter what you do, it's going to pop up in your lives. And you make a commitment to stay in godly way. You go to some kind of a, a retreat, and revival, and you make this awesome commitment that you think it's going to last forever. But when you come back within two days, a week later, two weeks later, you find yourself back to your old self again. And that old weeds are continuing to come out in your lives, growing in your beautiful garden, trying to steal and destroy. That's what they do. To keep it 
beautiful. God wants us to get to work on a regular basis, on a daily basis, a weekly basis. In some instance, yeah, you could do monthly basis because we are not forgiving. Mark 4, 15 says, some people are like seed along the path. That's a good thing. A good garden that we have where the word is sown. It's a beautiful garden it's describing. So every time you picture, every time you commit commitment, every time you want to maintain the beautiful garden, as soon as they hear it, what appears? Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. The thief comes to steal and destroy. That's what devils do. That's what weeds do does in our weeds do in our lives. Weed is like Satan. No, weed is Satan. The other thing I notice about the weeds, when you do, when you have home and you are really living with the weeds in your house. You get to make some observations. They grow on their own. You know, like vegetables. I mean, they need help. You gotta constantly water them and trim them. And in fact, sometimes when you have a good fruit, you gotta take them down so you can more will grow. It takes a lot of maintenance. This weeds, they don't need maintenance. They grow on their own. You don't have to water it, you don't have to trim it. Which they flourish on their own. Which spread, they multiply like crazy, yes. And they are persistent. And which overpower others. Which choke the other plants. They kill the other plants. It's very mysterious as to how we, the Satan, is like that. They're just out there. They don't need anybody's help. They just know how to multiply, spread, and kill, and destroy. You see, our life, once again, it's the same way. If you don't do something about it, the weeds will keep on growing and will eventually steal and destroy that beautiful mind of yours. So what are some of the weeds in our lives as described by Bible? First one is worries. Worries causes us anxiety, turning us into depression, doubts. Once these Things creep in in our garden of mind, the relationship begins to fail. That's Satan's work. That's a thief's work. They come to steal and destroy. Second, the Bible says, it's deceitfulness, it's lies. The lies pretending that they, they have something when they really don't have. 
and they put on the mask cover or sometimes thinking that they're rich. Just think about people in like really, 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 really poor countries. All their dream, all their desire for 100, 200 years in American history, they all want to come to America. If, they, if we can only go to America, I'd be so happy. I have nothing else to hope for just to be in America. When they come in, the first thing that hits them, the first weed they learn to how to embrace and not do anything about is deceitfulness. They come here. We all came here. That we are come to the United States, the country of dreams, that we'll be happy. But you know, you know, you don't know. I don't have the answer. All these people, including us, when they come, after a little while, once they settle down, they buy little cars, they want something else. They buy this house, they want a bigger house. They want more and more and more. Weeds are growing in their own gardens. Those weeds are growing in our minds much, much faster than the good and godly virtues in life. That's what Satan does. The third kind of weeds the Bible talks about is the lust, jewelry, cars. Well, it doesn't really say car, jewelry, but you know, something. Other kinds of desire, says the Bible. And those other kinds of desires, at the beginning it seemed like a big deal, but it's going to turn into something really, really ugly. Just yesterday was Saturday. My wife and I were trying to clean our garden. That's our front yard. And I did not know. And my lawnmower uh, cutting guys didn't show up for like two weeks. And then it like rained like crazy, right? And this weed starts or the grass starts to grow. I had no idea because maybe I didn't pay attention. There's something else was growing in our front yard. It's, I had to look it up. Okay, it's like is that a grass? It's about this tall, and the rest of the grass is this tall. That's called, I had to look it up. It's called yellow net sedge. It's like grass-looking kind of weed. So when you first see it, it looks like, oh, it's grass. It's fine. Leave it alone. Boy, when it grows, it grows bigger, taller, healthier than grass. And when they grow this much, they begin to Invade the entire lawn. So it was so big, so thick, realizing that chemicals won't do anything at this time of the season. So Janice and I were there pulling all those weeds out yesterday. At least I had a picture for today's message. There's a lot of time out there. They were about this tall. We were pulling like crazy. We had like bags after bags. We're not even finished yet. If you want to help, it's not done, so come help us. <laughs> what I thought that we was just didn't even know it was weed. Some of the weeds are just like that. 
some of these other desires. He didn't think it's a big deal. Oh, it kind of fits right in. But it doesn't when he gives birth. These things, worries, deceitfulness, other kinds of weeds, these weeds of gardens are in our minds. And because we are sinful in nature, they grow on its own. Just like the weeds. No one taught us about worries, but we worry. Did anybody taught you how to worry? Is there a school for worry? I'll teach you how to worry. Just like weeds, no one taught us about deceitfulness, but we deceit. It's like weeds natural. It just happens. Doesn't need water, doesn't need a tree. It just happens. Just like weeds, no one taught us about the desires of other things. It just happens. All these things are choking us. Mark uh, chapter 4, verse 19. But the worries of this life, you see, I told you it's in the Bible. The worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, the garden, making it unfruitful. The thieves come to steal and destroy. So what must we do? What must we do? Obviously, we need to maintain our garden. That is going to be a little painful. We need to go and pull those weeds on a regular basis. Look at the automobile that we all drive. You see, with automobile, we have to do something. You can't just keep on driving because you own it. There is an inspection requirement, thank God. This inspection saves lives. Not only the driver, but the passengers and also other people outside the cars. The inspection requires that we check oil, brake pads, tires, glasses, anything that can jeopardize the safety of people. You see, it's not about car. It's about the safety of a passenger passengers, to protect the passengers. And who are the passengers? Yes, our family, our friends, our parents, our children, our co-workers, and our neighbors. It's to protect. It's all about the relationship when it comes to human. So how about us? Are we going about our lives without the inspection? I was very clear. These are the things that you've got to maintain. The worries, deceitfulness, and other desires. You've got to check those things. That requires inspection. You see, Bible has requirements. Bible requires inspection. We need to pull the weeds out before it can harm people around us. And it's going to be painful. 
and the Bible warns us, which I will read it to you. If you don't, it's going to ruin your life. Proverbs 24, verse 30 through 34. It says this, I went past the field of the slugger. What's a slugger? It's a lazy people, lazy land, a field, a garden, is not being that garden that is not being maintained. I pass the field of the slugger. Pass the vineyard of men who lacks judgment. Lacks judgment to go and maintain the garden. Or to do the inspection. Verse 31. Thorns had to come up everywhere. The ground was covered with what? Weeds. And the stone wall was in ruins. Did you know that stone gets destroyed by the weeds? They weather because of the roots of the weeds can weather the stone. Verse 32, I applied my heart to what I observed and learned a lesson from what I saw. So we're saying, this description, I watched it, and I have learned something. What? The author learned something. Well, here it is. A little sleep, a little laziness, a little slumber, a little not doing anything, uh, a little folding of the hands to rest, being totally lazy, not doing anything, not going out there to pull the weeds out. 34. When you do that, and the poverty will come on you like a bandit and scarcity like an armed man. In other words, the Satan, the devil, the thief will come to steal and destroy. You got that? Now, having said all this, let's go back to the basics of grace. Here's where grace comes in. God says, pull the weeds out. Get rid of the weeds. But that's as part of growing grace. But when it comes to the essence of grace, the gift, when God is referring to weeds as in habit, bad sins, he says, get rid of it. Pull them out right away. Do not sleep, do not slumber, do not rest. Pull them out. But weeds, when God refers to us as a sinner, a person, people, God has applying grace. He still wants us, the sinner, the weeds to be around so that he gets another chance to receive the true grace. And the warning is, I will let you live. But if you don't until the end, you will have to pay the consequences. And that's is shown in Matthew chapter 13, 24 through 30, Jesus speaks through parables. 
Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. You see, that's maintaining a good garden, free of weeds. Verse 25, but while everyone was sleeping, not doing anything, not maintaining who his enemy, the Satan came and saw what weeds among the wheat and went away mysteriously. Verse 26, when the wheat sprout and form heads, then the weeds, the bad things, also appeared. Verse 27, the owner, owner's servant came, servant came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? I told you, it's a mysterious thing. It just comes up. Even the servant observer say, God, Jesus, you sow the good seed. You put together this beautiful garden. Where did this weed come from? Verse 28, Jesus replied, an enemy did this. Satan did this. So the servant naturally asked him, do you want us to go and pull them out? Now, if this was bad habits of ours, the Bible says to go pull them out right away. But when it's referring weed as us, as a person, as people, as a human, Jesus is saying, no. They yet have grace to receive. I will not judge them until they have a chance at grace. That's amazing grace, guys. So 29. But that's not end. That's warning comes with it. I'll love you. I'll continue to hold you. I'll give you a second chance or a third chance, a fourth chance, a seventh chance. Jesus said, no. Jesus answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may root up the wheat with them. Verse 30, let both grow together until the harvest. So we are to live in the midst of non-believers. Don't try to kick them out from your lives. Embrace them. Live with them. But until when? Forever? No. Until the harvest. Let both grow together until the harvest. There's deadline here. At that time, I will tell the harvester, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. What does that mean? Sounds like fire to me. Sounds like eternal fire to me. It is. Then gather the wheat, the good wheat, and bring it into my barn. What's his barn? It's eternal heaven. That's the consequences. You see, our God is so loving God. He tells through the parable, parable, he's saying, I will not abandon you until the end. No matter what you did, I will not abandon you until the end. If at the end, if you still remain as a weed, I will throw you into fire. 
And those who are saved, those who have received grace, willingly, he said, well, take him to his bar. That's his home, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. But when it comes to the weed that is in our heart, the bad things, the worries, deceitfulness, other desires of heart, we were taught, we were commanded to pull it out, get rid of it. You see, when you're pulling them out, the weeds, that's the act of growing in grace. Pay attention to this Bible verse. Second Corinthians verse eight twenty one. For we are taking pains, pains, we are taking pains to do what is right. You see, it takes painful exercise to maintain that beautiful garden. It takes lots of work. You have to sweat. You have to go through that golly inspection to do what is right. Not only in the eyes of the Lord, but also in the eyes of men. When we are filled with the weeds in our hearts, others will see it. Others will see it. We must pull the weeds from our mind to grow in grace so that we can also guard our garden, our hearts. Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart. For it is the wellspring of life. Wellspring of life. That beautiful garden that we so desire. That beautiful garden of your mind. You want to keep it that way. You gotta guard, we gotta guard our hearts. So how do we guard your hearts, our hearts? How do you pull out the weeds from our minds? Pray regularly. Stay active in his words. Hey guys, attend the church regularly. Engage in small groups. They're your inspection. Because when you're among the godly people, you're reminded of these things. You become accountable. Hey, I got this little weed in here. Next week, they get together and says, how are you doing with that weed? Yeah, it's got the smaller. That's great. They go like this to each other. You give encouragement. Small group is a, is a, it's a support group. It's just as well. Help those who are in need. Empty yourselves by giving, by forgiving, by being honest, by fearing God, by doing what God wants us to do, by not doing what God does not want us to do, and by stepping up. So let us pull those weeds out from our garden and keep our mind beautiful in the eyes of the Lord and the people around us. Yes?